Hi, and thanks for joining Alter Life in the Real World. This is Jeannie Byrne. Thanks for joining us as we talk about alternative hair, social media fun, living with alternative hair, and basically just trying to pull back the curtain on this, remove stigma, and have some fun conversations. So glad you've joined us. And now a word from our sponsor. Sure wish my social media was getting the point across. I really want to help people that are losing their hair. Well, have you considered Tabington Consulting? It's an agency that is niched right into alternative hair and really getting the message across. And the great thing is, the CEO, she wears hair too. No way. Way! Well, then I guess I'm going to have to look them up. It's at www.tabingenconsulting.com or at Tabington Consulting on Instagram. And if you're listening to the podcast, just check the show notes. And now back to our podcast. Enjoy. My guest today is Blair from B Bears Hair. Exactly. We'll talk about why that is the name of her Instagram, but wanted to talk with her. She's 25 years old, has androgenetic alopecia, and I really want this podcast to reflect all the different types of people who are impacted with hair loss challenges and what we are doing to move through life and enjoy our lives, even with hair loss. So let's get to Blair. Blair? Yes. Hi. Can you hear Hi. me? Hi. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay, just try and turn on my video. Okay. I hear some. I hear noise in the background. Oh, it, I was talking to my sister about wigs. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I was well, like, I'll send it to you later. Yeah, I knew you'd be early. I was mm-hmm. like, after seeing your story, where like you showed up to work really early. Like, oh yeah. You would have been. You would have been. You would have been exactly the employee I would want because you know you show up early. Yeah. Because what you said in your story was you're like, well, it was bad traffic, so you got you left early for work, and like I would have employees that wouldn't do that. Yeah, like, everyone got there exactly eight. I was the only one in the office until eight, and I was like, am I supposed to be here today? And they were like, yeah, everyone will get here eventually. I'm like, they're always here like at seven forty, but okay. So yeah, everyone was just yeah. late that day, so I was like, okay. <laughs> well, it probably gave you time to like kind of just center, you know, yeah. to like be there without everyone there just kind of be like yeah. okay it was kind that of way nice. they walk in while you're there versus you walked in while they're yeah, yeah exactly well thank you so much for uh doing the podcast obviously you and i have been chatting for a while mm-hmm. on instagram so you know i think it was a really good opportunity for you to come on and talk as well because what i have loved about your stuff is one you're obviously very young right and you're dealing mm-hmm. with something yeah. very challenging and surprising probably so you're probably like mm-hmm. i'm in my 20s what what happened here i assume you're in your 20s i i look at you yes. i see you're in your 20s. <laughs> i'm 25 okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so i'm like i think i'm pretty good i think you're, yeah. I think you're in your 20s and that you know you just recently i mean really it's been fairly what like the last year and a half that you've been yes when this, i right? got my diagnosis but my hair loss actually started when i was 19 so that oh. in itself was just a huge shock and the way I started noticing the hair loss was what was really challenging for me because somebody actually made fun of me when noticing my first thinning patch. And so for me, that was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me at the time. Yeah. Were you in college or high school? Where were you? Yes, I was actually in college. Um, so I was a full-time college student and I worked full to part-time depending on the season. So I was actually training people at the time. I was a, a, a supervisor in my area and I was kneeling down looking at some stock and they were all standing around me. So they had a clear view of the top of my oh. head. Yeah. And yeah. so it was kind of like a, 
ew, look at that. And I was like, what are we looking at? What was the top of my head? So that was the first introduction of I had hair loss. I went home that day and I just, I cried to my mom and she looked and there was just that one thin area where my hair would split from the front. It was kind of like if I was splitting my hair to have bangs in a way. And so it was a really huge spot for me at the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's awfully bold. Like here you are training them. You are in a leadership role and they're bold enough to. Yeah, it was, it was super embarrassing too. I was thinking like, why are we looking at the top of my head? We should be looking at what I'm actually doing here. So, so that's part of exactly why though I wanted to talk with you because what I am seeing, and it's kind of something I've mentioned in the other podcasts is that, Mm -hmm. you know, just a lot of younger women are being impacted with hair loss and thinning hair. And Mm -hmm. for me, like, it's funny because like, I wouldn't tell anybody about it until like the last year. (laughs) And it's only because it was like, Oh, I guess I'm doing this now for a business. So I guess Mm -hmm. I better be like authentic as well. But then, you know, I would see all you guys out there just, you know, addressing it and kind of trying Mm -hmm. to take ownership and, and move forward with it. So that was really a big part of why I wanted to talk with you. And obviously, I think I started following you pretty early on. And uh, I just appreciate your vulnerability as well. So oh, I you. think that, yeah, yeah, you're very authentic and very vulnerable uh, in your posts, which I think are very helpful uh, for people, even though it does sound like you get a little bit of static from people sometimes yeah. <laughs> in responses. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk to a young woman who is impacted with some hair loss and what she's doing. And I'd also love to talk a little bit about like the community you have found on mm-hmm. um, Instagram. And uh, and by the way, if, if no one else saw it, she did try to do an Australian accent. It did not go well. Her <laughs> Australian accent did not I'm awful at accents. Well. This is, <laughs> yes, this was part of the the hair loss community. There's a bunch of girls, and they all they all threw the gauntlet down to try Australian accents. Yeah, and apparently <laughs> Blair Blair is not good at it. <laughs> so so anyway, so well, thank you for being on episode two, season two. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you, Blair. Kind of just you know like where you're. You don't have to tell me exactly where you're based because we don't want everyone to know. But like, you know, how what's your life like right now? I know you're working and and then just talk a little bit about, you know, like you just mentioned about being 19. And let's talk a little bit about your journey and how you how you dealt with that, what, six years ago to where you are now and how that's positively impacted you. So, okay. Well, I'm 25. <laughs> I think that's important to know. I'm 25 right now. Yes. Uh, I do live in Texas. I, I know I don't really sound like it, but I'm from Texas. And right now my life's pretty, pretty simple, pretty basic. I, I go to work. I come home. I, I make content for Instagram. I think that's where most of my interaction is right now. Because, you know, this whole <laughs> pandemic thing um, kind of kept all of us inside. So that's actually really been a great lifeline for me right now was making that profile to not feel so alone trying to navigate this new journey. So for me, my hair loss did start when I was 19. And I'm a huge, I guess, advocate for people should really look into their health and and do preventative care. So I've always gone to the doctor yearly, gotten my yearly checkups, I'm healthy. When this hair loss started, and somebody else pointed out to me, I thought there has to be something wrong with me here, you know, so I was checking everything and anything that you could do with blood work. And I was pretty much just gaslit by doctors at the time you know it was kind of like it's not a big deal it's just hair you can't even tell it's in your head anything and everything you could think I was told and so for me I was really thinking like I'm being super dramatic about this but at the same time 
I also felt kind of like I was being punished. You know, if there's no real reason that I have hair loss, then I must be being punished for something. And at the time, I think it hit me extremely hard because I was actually growing my hair out. So at the time, my hair was right at my lower back. And I would go in for regular trims and cuts with my stylist. So we had grown really close that she knew I was growing my hair out. And this was a huge goal of mine. And so when my hair started thinning at the time, I thought I'm being punished for wanting long hair and, and being vain about it, you know. So I think it really hit me hard at that point because when you look online, like, what do you do when you have hair loss? The only solution you find with your hair is it needs to be short. Right. And for me, I was thinking, I want long hair. I want that, you know, those beautiful, long, luscious locks. I can't cut my hair short. Um, and that ended up being what I ended up doing at the time. So I think I kept my hair short from the age of 19 to about 24. I barely started so growing let, it back out again. Wow. So basically, mm -hmm. here here you have this dream for long hair. Mm -hmm. You have this hair loss. And now you're basically walking around with a haircut that you hate. Like you yeah. don't want short hair. <laughs> yes. For years, oh, I walked man. around with short hair. And, you know, I, I tried different things. I tried the inverted bob. I tried the asymmetrical bob. Anytime it grew longer than my shoulders, I would just go back and get it re-chopped off again because I didn't want anybody to see how thin my hair was at the time. When I decided I wanted to finally start growing my hair back out again, which was in 2020, um, around the start of the pandemic. I ended up going to see a dermatologist again, you know, to see what, what we could do because I wanted to really grow my hair out. And she gave me some treatment, right? Treatment that we say because yeah. androgenic alopecia is very progressive. So yes. um, I did that for a while, which really helped grow the length of my hair, but it did nothing for this top area here at all. I think it just ended up making it look worse again because my hair was longer and it was still progressing anyway. And that's when I actually was told it was androgenic alopecia. Somebody finally validated that it wasn't in my head. There was actually something going on with my hair loss there. Yep. Yeah. So that that's what I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I have too. I have the androgenetic, but I got mm -hmm. it obviously later in life mm -hmm. than you did. Um, mm -hmm. And that, it, 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 you make a very interesting point. First, I, I'm surprised your hairstylist didn't say something to you. And I think that mm -hmm. one of the, like I did the last podcast and one of the things we talked about in the last podcast was about you know, we really want to start figuring out a way to get stylist education and get stylists an opportunity to figure out how to have the conversation because mm -hmm. I'm sure she noticed thinning, probably just didn't know even how to address it with you because you're so mm -hmm. young. It's like, what do I say here? And then with the hair loss, right? Like, so I, I, I went through the whole thing where actually I started getting the fine at the bottom. Like, so when mm -hmm. I grow it out, I get really sparse, but I still was okay here. So mm -hmm. I was doing the extensions, but then mm -hmm. at some point, yeah, the top of your head. And then it's like, well, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. Right. Because it, it's such, it's a more, I don't know. It's like a less talked about thing is the thinning on top. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the extensions, we were like, yeah, whatever. So, so, all right. So you're in early 2020. You're like, okay, I'm going to try doing this again. We're in the middle of the mm -hmm. pandemic. Let's get back to you. What were, what were you doing then? Uh, so now what so happened? So I was, I was doing, of course, the treatment, you know, supplements and those crazy things doctors recommend to you. And I got to the point where pretty much every single day I was just crying about my hair. I was obsessing over it after work. I was, I was brushing it. I was looking at myself in the mirror for hours and I was just always crying to my family. And 
I just, I couldn't process what was going on. Like, how am I doing these treatments? And it's been so many years and I'm healthy. I still go to the doctor regularly. I'm eating right. I'm exercising. I'm doing everything that you could do right. And my hair's still not growing. I think I was even at the point where I was Googling non-medical ways to grow your hair back. So I was doing oils every single day, lying upside down on the bed, trying to stimulate my follicles. <laughs> I was doing literally the craziest things and nothing was happening for me. So at that point, with just getting to the crying every day, I was like, this is not going to work for me. And so I had actually made an Instagram account, I think early in July, maybe. And I deleted it right away. <laughs> Never Aww. even put up a picture. Deleted it right away. But then I started Googling more and more again, like hair loss in women and hashtags. And I came across uh, somebody's page on Instagram. And I started scrolling through her feed and she would show herself with and without um, her wigs and toppers. And I was really shocked. Like, I didn't know, I, I knew what wigs were, of course, but I didn't know that wigs could look that natural. And I had no idea what a topper was. I didn't know there was actually a solution other than trying to grow hair back that I could use. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really decided I'm going to make an Instagram account finally. And it was, I believe, September 2020 at this point. So I made an Instagram I was just going to share my hair journey without ever showing my face, my name. I was just going to be completely anonymous online. Um, but the community just has been so great. They were supporting me even when they had no idea who I was. They were talking to me via DMs, comments. They were always reaching out to me. And so I finally decided I'm going to share more. The only way I can feel more connected with these women and come more to terms with my hair loss is by actually being myself here and showing who I am. And that really terrified me because Blair is not a common name at all, for one. <laughs> and also, I, you know, I just, I never really liked social media. And that was honestly why I stayed off of it for so long, because I didn't like having my face out there and having people know details about me and, and you know, easily being able to replicate my photos and make fake profiles and those things. Yeah. So it scared me, but I decided that was something that I really needed to do if I wanted to start feeling better about my hair loss. And at this point, I was still fighting that silent battle, not sharing online how I was crying every single day with it. I wasn't posting as often or engaging like on stories like I do now. So when I finally started sharing who I was, I had more women reaching out to me and um, telling me the benefits of toppers and alternative hair. And they're really honest with me, you know, your, your hair is not going to grow back. And I think that's what I really needed right. was somebody to tell me it's, it's not growing back. You're, you're wasting a lot of time and money. No matter how harsh it sounds, I really needed somebody to tell me that. And so I started looking into toppers. I ended up buying my first topper, I think, in December of 2020. I got it in January. So I've been wearing hair for a year now. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And it was great at first. I actually went through a drive-thru. The first time I, I got my hair, I pulled it out of the box, I straightened it, and I <laughs> I went through a drive-thru. Uh, <laughs> it's also on some of my stories there. I was watching them back yesterday. I was like, wow, this was an exciting moment for me. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, so I, I that's how I first started wearing hair. I would go through drive-thrus. I would go to the store to, to just pick up groceries. Just anything simple where I wouldn't be seeing the same people. And if anything happened, my top would have slipped off or something embarrassing. Nobody would have known who I was or, or given it a second glance. So that's how I really started getting into hair and learning how to wear it and the benefits of it and how to style it and what worked best for me to wear the hair. Yeah, I know. And that is one of the things, right? It's the honesty of knowing. I think it's kind of and I'm still doing research myself. Right. But I think when the alopecia gene is triggered, 
I think mm-hmm. it's triggered. Like you can't turn it off. It's mm-hmm. it just it is on now. Hello, and it's just. But I'm glad someone honestly told you that because mm-hmm. I had mentioned it in an earlier podcast. But I like will go on like the hair loss community stuff and like Facebook, and I just see women trying the oils and trying mm-hmm. all these things, and it's just like I don't want to dash your dreams, but at the same time. Exactly. It is a waste of money and time mm-hmm. when you could just go ahead and get the solution and move forward with your life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like some thinning hair can be resolved. Like certainly like women who after a pregnancy, like thin mm-hmm. their, their hair, th- their, that's normal. You know, being 19 and having fine hair when you didn't before, that's, that's, you're impacted. So, mm-hmm. so I'm glad. And then, yeah, your adventure at the, uh, the drive through. I think that's one of those things. Like I saw, I, we both follow her now. She's very new. Nikki. Nikki. That's on, Nikki. on Instagram. Uh-huh. Oh my God. She's, oh, I know. Isn't she hilarious? But yes. like when she walked, what was it like August, 2020 or something? She was like at a Marshall's or something. Mm-hmm. I think we all do kind of that same thing. Cause even when I started doing toppers, I would be so paranoid about wearing them. And I mm-hmm. remember at a wedding, I wore a topper, right? And um, I just was so paranoid that everyone could tell, like, at the hairline. Mm-hmm. And when I look back, I'm like, they probably couldn't tell. But but me, I felt just so, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And it's just, it's something you just have to get over. Because it was one of those things you, you shared in a story, too, was uh, the two different hair colors of your toppers mm-hmm. and your wigs. It's like, no one notices. And that's one of the things, like, most people are only thinking about themselves. They're not mm-hmm. even considering our hair or what we're doing, except for those lamos who you were training and like Yeah. <laughs> pointed out your thinning hair on top. Like Yeah. What the heck? What's wrong with them? So so now you're at this point where you've got quite a few followers, you're telling your story, you're doing the community. Like like when did it when was like your pivot point where you're like oh my gosh, this is actually a good thing that's happening. Like, this is positive. I'm like, not only is it positive for you, but you're positive, you're positively impacting others. Like, when did that kind of happen? Or when did you think it happened? I think it fairly recently happened, honestly, because when I started wearing hair, I assumed this is going to be a super quick fix. I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to feel great with myself. And when I didn't, that's when it really hurt the most. And I don't think I shared it very much online. Because I thought everyone else is happy. Everyone else is wearing their alternative hair and they're completely happy and they accept themselves with or without the hair. But why don't I feel the same? And I actually ended up having a meeting around January 2021 um, with one of my hair loss sisters online. She she does um, hair loss coaching. She also incorporates yoga. And she reached out to me and said, hey, I'm starting this program where I want to coach women through this journey. And I want to see if you can help me with it. And I said, okay, fair. So she would give me a 15-minute coaching session afterwards. And it was so great. I didn't even realize it was a coaching session, to be honest. That's how great the conversation was. But through this conversation with her, I realized that the thing I needed that I didn't feel fulfilled with yet was I felt like I needed validation from other people. So here I am with hair loss. People in my life are still telling me it's just hair. It's not that bad. And I think that's one of the worst things you can tell somebody without intending it. But that's what I was still being told and, and being told, well, why are you wearing hair? You don't, you don't need it. And so I just felt I wasn't being validated with what was going on with me. My hair loss wasn't being validated. My feelings weren't being validated. But through this conversation, I realized I may never get that from other people. 
I needed to learn to start validating myself and accepting I have hair loss. And this is, this is something that's progressive. I'm always going to have hair loss and I like wearing hair. It makes me feel better, but I needed to also start learning to accept myself without the hair and actually start going through the feelings that I was trying to suppress for so long. I mean, that was why I was just honestly crying every day was because I wasn't letting myself feel what I needed to and really acknowledge that this is what's happening to me. It's real and it's not going away anytime soon. And once I realized that it was validation that I wanted from other people that I wasn't going to get, that's that was my huge turning point. And I think I even have a video um, that I did leave online too where I it, it just clicked. It all just clicked that it was me that needed to to acknowledge myself. And so from then on, that's when I think I really started feeling like I was making an impact because I started sharing, these are my feelings. I still don't feel great about my hair loss, but this is what I'm doing to get there. And, and you know, I felt like this yesterday, but I did this and now I feel like this. And I think that's when I started realizing that I was making an impact because I had more and more women reaching out to me in comments or DMs saying, you know, you're very bold. Um, I still haven't accepted it. I can't share it with my family. I can't share it with my partner. Um, and I appreciate that you're sharing it and you're sharing the real feelings because we go online and, you know, there's, there's some Instagrams that are picture perfect. You know, you, you think they're so happy and, and they never talk about if they're ever feeling down about it or having a bad hair day. And it's really hard to see that, but not see the other side of it. You know, maybe they couldn't blend that day or, or their wig just didn't look great to them. And so when I started sharing my vulnerable feelings and, and real feelings, that's when I started feeling like, I'm making a difference. This journey just isn't about me anymore. You know, I started Instagram and with selfish reasons, right? Selfish intent um, just to help myself. But now I'm actually helping other people. Yeah, I, th I think that there's there's a mourning process, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's a mourning process when one loses their hair. I mean, and the thing is, hair is important in that mm -hmm. when you look at one of the, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting story. Or not interesting story, but it's an interesting thing that happens even in war. Or when you look back, when they sometimes capture women, they cut all their hair off. Mm -hmm. And you cut all the hair off because it is a sign of femininity, but it's also just, it's part of you. Mm -hmm. And it's impactful when it's, when you're losing it. And I don't think people realize that connection because mm -hmm. they're not losing their hair. So they don't realize yeah. the impact to it. Because like I wear, I wear a, a bonded system mm -hmm. and I had to for a bit tape it. Okay. So I've been, I've been in bonded systems now for a good, a good couple of years. And, um, I had to tape it for a period of time. And so I would sometimes have to take my hair off and I would get up in the morning and I didn't have any hair on. And I got really depressed over, I was thinking I had this taping for like three weeks. And I, my, my hair, my person that I go to is Lisa at Cure Hair Solutions. And I was depressed for like three weeks and I was so surprised. I was like, you know what? I can't tape. I can't, I'm not one, I'm not the person who can tape. I need to be bonded because mm -hmm. I would wake up in the morning and see myself with, I used to have really nice hair and then I would see myself now and I was just like, oh my God, you know? And so mm -hmm. even though I've been dealing with this now for a while, like this really just happened probably like the last six months I had to do the taping, even though I've been dealing with this for a while and I thought I've made peace with it. Surprise. Mm -hmm. No, no, even still. And I just didn't realize how much it impacted me. And she's like, all right, well, now we know you are always bonded. And I'm like, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. always bonded. Because I just, I, even though I'm very strong in a lot of ways, I emotionally couldn't handle it. I just could not handle mm -hmm. it um, and how it impacted me. So it is a very interesting 
emotional journey with hair loss. And I don't think people, one, people don't realize what they're getting into when it happens, right? Like all of a sudden now, oh, I've started losing my hair. I don't think they realize the emotions that's, that mm-hmm. are going to happen. And then, yeah, it's, it's something, right? It really is. It's, it's something we're not prepared for, right? No one mm-hmm. tells us about this. And it sounds like in your family, like no one, no one, like your mom, no one has any kind of thinning hair. Certainly not. Well, my mom like actually does. So the thing is, when I my hair started thinning when I was 19, um, she had actually started having some hair loss as well, um, but on the sides around her ear area. And so she actually did shave her head at the time. And she she wasn't confident in all doing it. You know, we, we see all these women online who shave their heads and they, they wear their shaved head proudly. You know, they 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 just they love themselves no matter what, right? My mom was completely the opposite. So she did shave her head and her hair loss was induced by medical reasons, but she shaved her head and never ever went out of the house with her shaved head. So as soon as she did it, we went to the wig store locally. She got a few wigs and that was that. She always wore a wig until her hair started growing out and it did end up coming back fuller. So for her, you know, hair loss is different for everybody. Hers ended up coming, growing back in fuller. Um, So that was great for her. And so fairly recently, her hair has started thinning again, but she has curly hair. So when her hair thins, as opposed to mine, her curls kind of just get kinkier and smaller and closer to the scalp and look like baby hairs, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, it's a little bit harder to camouflage with, you know, very straight, fine hair. Um, and hers is a lot centered around the ears or in the back of the head. So as long as she doesn't put her hair up, it's very difficult to know that she has hair loss. But I think with her, because she couldn't be confident and because her hair ended up coming back and she didn't go through any of the emotions, she just ignored it for the time that her hair was growing back. She didn't know how to deal with me. You know, she didn't know what to tell me. And it wasn't until I started wearing hair and she started realizing how much it was still impacting me. Um, and, you know, my social media was growing too, that she told me just wear the hair proudly. You know, be confident. I couldn't be confident, but you can be. You'll help other women. You'll show them how to wear their hair. Just figure it out and go through this journey with the other women together. Nobody knows what they're doing when they first buy hair. There's videos online. So she actually pushed me to engage more online with people and to share those vulnerabilities and the insecurities I was having uh, because she said she couldn't do it. You know, and she, she wishes that she could have been a different role model for me when she had lost her hair. Um, than what she actually was. And the really great thing, though, about her having the hair loss was that when I got my diagnosis, I had asked her, can you just go check if you also have androgenic alopecia? I need to know if this is really something genetic. Like, we don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe my hair is going to come back. And she had actually gone to get checked and it was confirmed she also had um, hair loss. And that's when they told her, your hair is going to kink up and, and it's going to look smaller in the back, but that's where you know you're having your hair loss. But it, it didn't completely thin out and where you can see more scalp the way you can see on mine but that's how she knew she she was going through her hair loss again so she does have it it's just she didn't go through the emotions to be able to know what to tell me and how to get me through these also I know it's one of those things like because I always had like a lot of hair but it was fine mm-hmm. and now <coughs> excuse me not COVID just <laughs> um, <laughs> um but but what also too because we have fine hair like if like we go one day and it'll split right because mm-hmm. it'll just get a little bit oily or whatever yeah. it'll split and then all of a sudden it's like you're, you're like if you go to put your hair up it's like splitting it's like 
okay, I, I better wash it. Yeah. It, it just like with fine hair and hair loss, you, you can't skip a day. You have to mm-hmm. have clean hair if you want to put it back in any way. Mm-hmm. So sounds like you've done the positive steps and I know, mm-hmm. right. It's going to still always be like that. Cause I'm, let's just say I'm a little bit older than you and yet I'm still dealing with it emotionally. But you know, it's funny cause I have talked about you to like other people and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to talk with Blair and I, and, but even before that, I was like, she's just the cutest little thing with her freckles and she's just so super cute. And I mean, like I've been like a big advocate of yours ever since I saw your stuff. Like I was oh, really rooting you. you on because, because you know, you're, I didn't have to, I didn't have to deal with hair loss at your age. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we are seeing younger and younger women with it. And there's been, you know, there's discussion of are there medicines or are there vaccines or are there things that are triggering Mm -hmm. hair loss? Because truly, I even my mom, who's like in her 70s now, and she and I were talking about this stuff and she started losing her hair probably in her 50s. I started losing earlier than her. And I've been like on birth control and thyroid medicine and Mm -hmm. not eating healthy and who, you know, so it's kind of like, well, if you have that alopecia gene probably didn't help taking those medicines for that long yeah but even she was like why are we seeing so many younger women with hair Mm -hmm. loss and I'm like I don't know I don't know and you know there's the thing is I think there are people who probably have hair loss and don't think they have hair loss you know they're like oh I have this bald spot or oh it's just a little thinner right now but they don't, they don't realize. So that's kind of like, I think your goal and a lot of the other younger women and older women too. And, and me, like, I think there's starting to be some momentum with all of us to be like, we're going to talk about this. We're going to make this okay. You guys need to just, you know, like anyone who's in the shadows and you're scared, come on, we're okay. Come on. We got Mm -hmm. you. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I think all of us want to reach those folks. And, you know, with different accounts I do now for social media, I tell those those folks, I'm like, you got to understand, like, because they do alternative hair. I said, you have to understand there are people who are following you that aren't following you. Like, they mm-hmm. haven't clicked follow, but they go to your page because they don't mm-hmm. want anyone to check who they're following because they don't want anyone to be like, why are they following all these alternative hair mm-hmm. people? You know, like, what's that interest? You know, so there's still work we have to do in terms of removing that stigma because it shouldn't mm-hmm. really matter. I think my, my hope is like, it's alternative hair. It's like an accessory. It's like mm-hmm. you get to be beautiful or you get to, you get to shave your commute time down. Like you can get up later in the morning, you know, yeah. you can put on the amazing <laughs> hair and look fantastic. Like, you know, because they're especially with like fine hair and stuff. Cause even for fine hair girls, I think you need to get that to them too. Because if you have fine hair, you can work as hard as you want to try and make a style and it just doesn't mm-hmm. look good. And it's like, well, all right. So, all right. So we talked about you going through the drive through. So what mm-hmm. would you say was the scariest first time wearing hair? Was it when you went into work with hair mm-hmm. or where? Yeah. It was going to work with hair. So, uh, we started going back to work in September, 2021. I just go in twice a week, which is great. So I go in on Monday, Tuesday. I never wear the hair, the same hair twice. So that's why it baffles me. No one's noticed. All they've noticed is one day it's straight and one day it's curly and they just think I, I wake up and do my hair and that's it. But the scariest was the first day I went back where there was actually a lot of people because I had already gone into the office a handful of times between July and August, um, for a couple of days and nobody noticed, nobody said anything, but it was maybe five to 10 people at most there. No one was close to each other. It was fine. But when I actually started going into work and I knew there's going to be at least half my office here spread out, I was so nervous. I think the first day I wanted to wear my topper with highlights in it. 
and I was determined I'm going to wear this one. People are probably going to notice the color difference. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And the weeks leading up to it, I was like, I just, I can't do it. I, I really, I don't think I can do it. And I had actually bought a solid piece just to go into work. And I was so glad that it came in on time. I think I was off that Monday, but it came in Monday evening. So I worked on it and I was determined to wear it for Tuesday. So I needed to wear a solid color. I needed to look like me. I didn't want anyone asking, did you dye your hair? Did you get it colored or it's longer? So I ended up just buying a new solid piece to wear to work just to feel most me. And then the second day that I ended up going in, I was like, okay, I'm going to wear the one with highlights. Nobody said anything the first time. If anybody says anything today, I don't owe them an explanation. And I ended up not being able to wear it. I was in the bathroom and I was trying to blend it in the morning. And, you know, once you wear hair for a while, it becomes easier to blend. But not every day is a great alternative hair day, which is which was really hard for me to grasp. I thought once I get it, I got it. But I ended up taking the hair off. I was already running late to work. I took the hair off. I put my solid piece on and I went. And that was really hard for me because I really wanted to wear, you know, the hair piece that I love the best. But I couldn't do it. And I was really ashamed. Like, how could I not blend my hair today? How could I not think that it looked normal and natural? But I think it was the anxiety of seeing more people thinking they're going to notice the hair is different. And they're going to notice the front hairline looks a little bit funky. When I mean, nobody notices that. Nobody looks at the details. No one knows how to even look for a topper. Um, but I was, I was pretty upset with myself that I just couldn't do it. You know, I, I, I thought I was super comfortable with alternative hair. By this time, I was wearing it for about nine months now. I'd gone through different pieces and different types of, of toppers and I just couldn't do it. I think that really hit me hard that for the rest of that week that I ended up being home, I really pushed myself, wear the hair while you're at home. So that way I could fix the blend, you know, and just get used to really wearing it more and more so that way these things wouldn't happen. And the following week I ended up going and I wore different hair the two days. And so I was super proud of myself and no one noticed the thing. And so I think after that, it just became easier and easier to wear it because nobody was asking anything. You know, no one was looking at me funny or or complimenting my hair. I think that always pushes me a little bit when they compliment me because I'm like, oh my gosh, they notice and they want me to say something about it. Yeah, like, oh, your hair looks great. And then you're like, should you say, well, you can have it too or yeah. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you always works. I think when I was starting to wear the alternative hair, like what I would do is I would always just put it back. I'd put it mm -hmm. back like different pieces. I would just put it back like in a back pony or a bun, like as I was transitioning so that mm -hmm. when I finally took the hair down, people would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's just thing. had it back for this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. But yeah, like most people don't know. And, and then what I've also noticed that if someone actually does notice something, it's usually someone who either it's usually someone who has hair loss themselves, mm -hmm. like they're starting to thin or whatever. That's who notices. Mm -hmm. Um, because everyone else, it's not even a thing, but people who are already really attuned to like, oh, I'm starting to thin whatever else. And then they see you and they're like, Blair's hair is different today. Wait, Blair mm -hmm. has highlights. I know you can't have highlights and then not highlights. Mm -hmm. You know, it's usually them. And then my view is if they have the courage enough to actually say something, then I might actually have a conversation with them about it because mm -hmm. it took a bit for them to say something. But yeah. So what do you, how do you feel like when you're out? And you see someone else who's thinning and they don't I, know. Like, do you ever feel like the compulsion to like, oh, I wish I could tell them something. <laughs> I, I, I do. Them. And it's awful because I, I hear a lot of women online saying, you know, nobody will notice thin hair. But I'm just thinking, I notice. I notice it on everybody now. I notice it on 
on friends. I'll notice it on coworkers. I'll notice it when I'm just randomly out at the store. And sometimes I do wish I could just, you know, approach somebody like toppers are a thing, wigs are a thing, you know, and they look very realistic. But, you know, I know that's, I might be the one, you know, spilling the beans with them and, and being the one who's who's outing them for having hair loss when they don't even know. And I'd, I'd never want to be oh. that person, you know, that did it to me. Um, but I, I think the same as you. If somebody were to approach me about my hair, because it's happened a few times, like coworkers have approached me, you know, your hair looks so nice. It's so full. Um, if I notice they have hair loss, I will tell them, oh, it's, it's a topper. It's, it's alternative hair. And then that'll kind of probe them to ask what it is. And I'll send them websites or I'll tell them, you know, if you want, you can look at my Instagram page. Just, you know, don't freely share it because I'm not completely out at work that I wear hair. <laughs> um, but, you know, here's my Instagram page. These are the hair brands that I've tried. If you ever need help, message me. And so I will kind of educate them a little bit on on alternative hair. And some have been really interested, but others have kind of still been in denial. Like they don't acknowledge that they know they have hair loss. And so I kind of just leave it at that, you know. My hair looks different sometimes. If you ever see it solid color, it's one topper. If you see it with highlights, it's another. Just so that way they can kind of start seeing that it looks natural and they haven't even noticed up until this point. So a lot of the times that I get compliments, it's somebody who also knows they have thin hair or is grappling with the idea of it. And I will share that with them. So there's, there's probably a handful of people I work with that know now. And they'll tell me the next time they see me, I can't tell it's hair. I can't tell that that's not your hair. And I'm like, I know, right? That's what I'm telling you. Alternative hair is so great. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of those things, like, I think a lot of people don't realize. I mean, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But it's like mm-hmm. everyone in Hollywood, all those actresses are wearing hair. Mm-hmm. Actors are wearing hair. But, like, Nicole Kidman's real hair is horrible. She's got bad bio hair. Like she's got, she's got hair like me. Like she wears hair all the time. Jennifer Lopez wears hair mm-hmm. all the time. You know, so I think Zendaya wears hair all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I think if we could just, if people would just start being more honest about like, you know, that's not, that's not their hair. So don't, mm-hmm. don't, you know, you can also have that hair. You just have to find www.iwantthathair.com. No, yeah. like, that's not a real, that's not a real website, guys. I mean, maybe it is, but I've, that just was me just saying that. But yeah, I think that if people would understand that that's just not, it's not going to your hairstylist and expecting a certain style when it's either mm-hmm. a wig or a topper or whatever else. So. So with the toppers, are you like wearing synthetics or are you wearing like real hair, like natural hair or, or, or do you go in between or? I've never tried synthetic toppers. I do have all of my top. Well, I have three toppers right now. I have two with the, the silk top on it. So a black one and a, a one with highlights. And those are both real hair. And then I have a pony topper because I love wearing headbands. So that makes it just easier to throw it on and go. Um, and I yeah. actually now have a wig. So this one's a wig that I'm wearing right now. Yeah, it looks <laughs> but, good. I yeah, like it. That, is that the, I think that's the one you really like because it's got the long kind of highlights. Yeah. It's like really pretty. This is my longest yeah. one now. I actually do need to go get it cut today, which I'm super nervous about, but I need to get it shaped a little bit more for my face. Um, but all of them have been human hair. I'm kind of a little nervous to dabble in synthetics because I, I, I don't think all synthetics are made the same. Um, from what I've seen and I, yeah, and I know it's a little bit more work too. If they're shiny, you have to kind of dull them up a bit yes. to make it look more natural. And you, you know, some you can heat style, some you can't. And so I haven't dabbled in synthetics yet, but so far the human hair is working good for me. <laughs> 
No, I mean, and actually most people go synthetic and then to human mm-hmm. hair. But but because you were talking and I think a lot of people to realize even with like your toppers and your wigs and stuff, if you can find someone to help style it, shape it for you, mm-hmm. that's what's going to make it look even more transparent that it's yours. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes where people feel like they look wiggy or whatever else is because they take it out of the box, they put it on their head and they go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sure, it can look good, but a lot of times you need to finesse it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you talk, you talked a little bit about working on your hair and things like that. So especially with human hair, you do have to style it. You do have to mm-hmm. wash it. You have to style it. It's, it's real hair. Synthetics, mm-hmm. the benefit of a synthetic is you style it once and it'll hold that style for a long time. But yeah, synthetics have they have some challenges, but they, there are mm-hmm. some good synthetics out there, but they do have some challenges. But a lot of times people start with the synthetic because they're less expensive. They're more freely accessed. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I did, I started with synthetics as well. You mm-hmm. just kind of have to start, restart, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you go from there. But, but yeah, you're doing the right thing because going and getting it shaped. Are, are you going to someone who's a special, who does specialty in alternative hair or So lucky enough, um, I had a stylist who was cutting my alternative hair before, but she's just so hard to get a hold of. So I did find somebody new two weeks ago. Um, he's been in the hair industry for 25 years. He's very well-traveled and has worked on wigs and alternative hair. And so I did ask him, you know, have you ever seen a wig? Have you ever seen a realistic wig? Have you ever cut a wig? Um, because my previous stylist, she, she would cut um, extensions for people. So she would have them on their head and she would cut layers into it. And they just had to make sure they placed the right extension in the right spot. So I had trusted her to cut my toppers in the past, but not being able to go to hold of her recently, I, I mean, I need to look for somebody, you know, who's more accessible. So I found this man, he's been in the hair industry for a long time. He has cut wigs. Um, and the funny thing is I was wearing a topper when I met him because my mom went to go get her bio haircut. And she said, oh, my daughter has hair loss. She's wearing a topper. And he looks at me and I'm like, oh, God, why would my mom <laughs> out my hair wearing? Like, what is what's wrong with you? To to <laughs> someone in the industry who's going to exactly. either look at you and go, oh, I can totally tell. Or Exactly. <laughs> I was super nervous. I, you know, I was wearing my mask and I stood there like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't see the fear in my eyes. But he looked at me, just, you know, squinting eyes and then just looked back down at her and completely disregarded everything. And I was standing there like this man did not notice my hair. He didn't notice. And so I asked him a few minutes later, and he's like, but you don't have hair loss. It's like, oh, well, yes, I do. This is the topper. And I pulled it up, and he was shocked. He had not noticed anything. He couldn't see between the transition lines. He couldn't see that my bio hair was slightly shorter under. He didn't notice anything. And for somebody who's been in hair that long to not notice, I was like, this is a quality piece of hair. I did a good job. And that's because I had yeah. thrown it on and ran my fingers through it, didn't even attempt to blend and just went. Um, so that's where I got to talking to him. Like, you know, have you ever cut alternative hair? If, if I get a wig and it's not cut, you know, the way I, I like it, do you think you can cut it? Automatically he said yes. So it'll be my first time sitting in his chair, which makes me a bit nervous. And, you know, finding pictures online is hard to, to show somebody this is what I want my hair to look like. Because like you said, sometimes it's a wig. <laughs> so I know yes. this is a wig, but still I, I don't want to go in with this unrealistic picture, like make it look like this today. And, you know, yeah. it's going to be kind of a joke, like, well, that's also a wig. So um, that yeah. that's why I'm really nervous because, you know, you, you cut a wig and the hair you You're cut done. off is gone. It, 
Yeah, it doesn't yeah. grow back, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you pro- probably start conservatively with him doing yeah. some cuts and then see where you're at. Like, don't all of a sudden be like, yeah, just go to town because, yeah, no, no. you know, wigs can be expensive. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take it very <laughs> slow. Right, and if good. I have to go back, I will go back. <laughs> all right. So, you know, obviously you, you built this, you know, you've got a community of, of other women that have hair loss. Like, who on Instagram, like, who do you find inspiration from? Because, you know, I know people obviously are probably finding inspiration from you. But, like, I'm just curious, like, who do you find inspiration from? Or, like, what messaging, like, when you were on Instagram that you saw, like, what messaging kind of touched you or, you know, like, made you feel like, okay, I feel I feel better about watching her stuff or seeing her journey or things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. It's always the vulnerability that really gets me and, and the, the realness from posts, you know. I follow a couple of Instagram profiles that are super picture perfect. You know, these are, like, magazine quality pictures yeah. and you know, such a, a great Instagram feed. Uh, but the ones that really get vulnerable and, you know, they show the discussions with their family and they talk about this is how my husband feels about my alternative hair or my partner or, um, you know, this is what my kids think about it. Those are the ones that really push me to keep sharing because that that's their real life, you know, and I want to mm-hmm. share as much of my real life as I can with people too um, and the vulnerability. And, and especially when hearing somebody who says, oh, I've been wearing hair two, three, four years, but I'm still having this kind of day with it. You know, the hair is just not working or just sharing that struggle that they have. That's what really mm-hmm. inspires me online because it's mm-hmm. hard to, to think that you're the only one dealing with hair loss or you're the only one struggling with putting on your top or that day. So those are the people that inspire me to keep posting and sharing to show other mm-hmm. women that, they, that they're not alone. You know, if they decide to, mm-hmm. to go on this journey and, and start going through the motions of it, but they're not alone and there's still people like me who's been wearing hair for over a year now that still struggle and that I still struggle with my bio hair and, and coming to terms with the hair loss even now. So you mentioned like people talking to their husbands or their partners like so obviously with the pandemic, it's kind of um, put some kiboshes on dating and things like mm-hmm. that. But have you thought I mean, have you been dating with your alternative hair or, mm-hmm. you know, have you been thinking about <clears throat> how that will go? Um, cause you're super cute. So I'm just yeah. kind of curious, like, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious, like how that, you know, how that translates and how, you know, kind of like what your thoughts are on that. Mm-hmm. I think, so I, I have a boyfriend. I do. Um, okay. I met him when I was working in retail, the same place I found out I had hair loss. Um, so I've known him since 2014 now. Um, we didn't start dating though until 2017. So we've, we've been in a relationship for a while. So it wasn't a surprise that I had hair loss to him. I just really didn't talk very much about it to him or to friends other than I, I would only talk to my family about my hair loss for a while. And then I kept my hair so short and I never told them that it was short because I have hair loss until I decided to start growing it out. So around 2019, 2020 was when I finally came out and said, you know what? I do have hair loss and I think it's progressive, but I'm going to get a doctor to check it out and you know, see, see what happens from there. And so we had been friends for a while. I don't think it was a surprise. He had just, you know, accepted me for, for everything. So for him, it wasn't like, it was a quick thing either. It was kind of gradual. We went through the motions together. So when I found out I had officially, I had hair loss, you know, he, he validated that we were both always Googling ways to grow my hair back. He would send me articles and, and just try to help with that. And then when I decided, you know what, alternative hair is the way to go, he would ask me, um, what's a topper? What's the difference between the one you bought and the one you want to buy? You know, um, or, or 
you know, how do you, how do you fix it? How do you blend it? So we would video chat, you know, with, with the pandemic, we live an hour away from each other. So for a while we couldn't cross county lines, you know? Um, so we mm-hmm. would video chat a lot at the beginning of the pandemic. So I could show him like, this is what the hair looks like. And for a while I was embarrassed to take the hair off on video. So if I got on video wearing it, that's how he was going to see me the whole time. Or I would come off screen, take it off and put my hair up. So I was a little bit embarrassed for a while because you know, it's something new and I was still trying to come to terms with it. And I didn't want to feel like I was forcing him to come to terms with my hair wearing either, but he was just so great with going through those motions with me. So when we finally decided, or I finally decided I'm, I'm going to stop trying to grow my hair. I'm going to stop everything that I'm taking. I'm going to stop spending the money on that and just focus on buying hair quality products for the bio, the alternative hair. He ended up transitioning right along with me. So he knows some terms like silk top and, he knows what a topper is and he knows what it looks like and he knows which ones are my different pieces. Uh, but what's funny is he he can't tell that I'm wearing it when I'm wearing it sometimes. <laughs> so that's when you know it's <laughs> yeah. really good hair, you know. But yeah, I've, I've just been fortunate enough to have known him before and have him go through this journey with me and accept it and, you know, mm-hmm. not not push to you should grow your hair back. And I've had a lot of women reach out to me saying I'm dating and and this guy wants me to keep my hair long and grow it. And I just don't think that's acceptable at all. You know, if I wanted to shave my head mm-hmm. today, my partner needs to support me. And if not, I mean, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, it should be support no matter what. If it makes me happy and me comfortable, that's what they should support for you. So I always tell women, if, if you're dating somebody and they're new, maybe it's a good thing they told you that they prefer you with long hair now than five, ten years into a relationship, you know. So for me, yeah. it's it's been yeah. a good journey with, with being able to transition with somebody into this. Yeah. So, so, Oh, thank you. Her name is Pepper. She does not wear a topper. She's a puppy. So she's only, she's only like eight. Well, she's going to be 11 months actually in February. I know Pepper. We're on, we're on a podcast. Everyone on the podcast will be like, who's Pepper? Um, so, so, so interesting though. So you were dating him, you, or you've known him for a long time. So obviously he was seeing you with your hair loss. Mm-hmm. So then the, so then you're, you were actually more concerned when you started wearing the topper, even though he has mm-hmm. seen you with hair loss. You know, the thing <laughs> is, I was able to, to, to cover my hair loss when it first started because my hair was long when it first started. I didn't cut it right away. I think it was maybe at least six months before I did, but I started wearing headbands so that way it could kind of keep my hair back as opposed to it splitting where you could see my hair loss. So that was my headband phase. That's why I'm still obsessed with headbands, by the way. And then when I, I cut love it, headbands and yeah. ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> so when I ended up cutting my hair, um, it really did help with the lift. You know, there's less hair, it lifts a bit more. And so I was able to really camouflage it. I call it that I had a comb over, right? So I was able to camouflage mm-hmm. since most of my hair loss centers to the right of my head and I have a very far left split. Um, so I camouflaged it for quite a while. And then I actually tell myself all the time, just enjoy the hair you have now. And I wish somebody would have told me this a year ago because and now I tell myself, you have more hair today than what you're going to have tomorrow. Because I look at videos of myself a year ago and think, I thought that was hair loss. Like, look at my hair now. I, I have no volume with my bio hair whatsoever, unless it's just a very fresh wash for like two hours. I have a nice lift. Um, but I was able to camouflage it for quite a while, you know, where, where people would just say, oh, you don't have hair loss because I had that nice, great volume and that nice, nice. comb over going on. So... He honestly didn't know when I first introduced it. He's like, I don't, I don't get why you have hair loss. What do you mean? And so I had to actually show him and spread my hair and 
move it over to show like this is where my hair loss is. I can still cover it, which is I think why it took me so long to look for a solution like toppers because I was able to cover it for such a long time. But then wearing the hair, I was, you know, I still had those fears. Like, what if he doesn't like me when he sees, like, I look like this with my bio hair, but I look like this with the alternative hair. And, you know, he's just, he's such a kind person that I know, I knew he wouldn't think that. But in the back of my mind, I still had the insecurities. Like, what if, you know, what if, what if he just thinks I look better this way? And now I can never take my alternative hair off again, you know, or. I don't know. I just, I, I think I just had those fears that anybody would have when transitioning to the journey. What's, what's your partner going to think about it? Well, and it's also one of those things like, um, even when you wear makeup, like, mm-hmm. like if someone wears, I know you, you don't wear a lot of makeup, but like if someone wears a lot of makeup and then their, their partner has only seen them with a lot of makeup and then they're like, Oh boy, you know, what, <laughs> I don't know if I want to not, not wear makeup. Now, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like even like there's the, you know, like even there's the scene, I think it's in bridesmaids or whatever. And she gets up, like he's still sleeping. She gets up and go fixes herself up in the mirror, puts some makeup on and then goes back and lays down on the bed. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I mean, at some point, so it's, it's, it's kind of the same. It's like, okay, well now you're going to see me without makeup. Well, mm-hmm. now you're going to see me without hair. You know, it's funny because it's like, I really haven't, I haven't dated at all with this hair loss. Like it basically, mm-hmm. I just kind of just stopped and I don't know what I would do. I, I still don't, mm-hmm. I still don't know how I would have the conversation. I think probably by the time I would even meet somebody, it'll be obvious because of what I'm now doing as a job and, mm-hmm. and everything else. But, um, yeah, it's like, well, okay. But it's, uh, you know, when I saw, because my hair has progressively just gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And like now how much I can see of my scalp, it's like, it's still, ah, so mm-hmm. I, that's why I'll just say, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think they'll ever see me without my hair. They're not coming to appointments where I take my hair off and they can yeah. see the difference. So, <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. All right. Let's see. So, so how do you feel now? How do you feel like right now today? How are you feeling with your hair loss? Today I woke up feeling really good about it. Um, I can't say the same for this past week for sure, but you know, I'm, I've had my wig now for about a week, and so I've been playing around with it. I I was pretty much wearing it every single day. Um, I wore it to work on Wednesday. There wasn't a lot of people there, but it was still exciting because um, there was... um, My boss actually knows I have hair loss, Um, and so he's just always baffled. Like, I cannot tell that that is not your natural Mm -hmm. hair. And so that was really exciting, you know, for, for somebody who actually knows that was there and, you know, not a very far distance away to say like that looks so natural um I felt really good about the alternative hair and you know I I realized at this point I have alternative hair my bio hair the state that it's in isn't a big deal but I also need to start accepting you know just enjoy what I have now enjoy that I can still put it in a ponytail and you know if it's clean I can still put it up and cover all the thinning spots you know with it Mm -hmm. if I brush it right so today I'm feeling pretty good about the bio hair but I can't say the same for the past week when I was <laughs> going between the wig and the topper, it was, it was very difficult. It's, it's a challenge. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, that is a really pretty wig. Is that kind of like, she's got a really long, you can see it on her social, but she's got a really nice long wig. Is that kind of when you were thinking about, you wanted to grow your hair out, is that kind of how you wanted it to look like that kind of length? And, you know, it was longer like than this, you know. actually. It was, it was, oh, okay. so my lower back already. And I was thinking about it today. I was like, it's not as long. That's as pretty it was. long. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty long, long hair. So my bow hair was longer and I had always wanted to color it. I had always 
wanted to have more of a brown hair or a caramel highlight through it. And so when I found out you could get that in alternative hair, I was like, this is so cool. I don't have to damage my hair. I don't have to pay money to maintain it and, you know, retouch it so often. So yeah, this is this is more along the lines of what I had wanted my bio hair to be like when when I was growing yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, you will have to do a color refresh on it at yeah. some point. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing people don't understand is like, especially like with real real alternative mm-hmm. or hair like if it has real hair in it you have to do color refreshes so yeah mm-hmm. it'll go for a while but but yeah. you're right one of the things you pointed out you don't wash it damage so <laughs> yeah keep it put away well and as you dark. said you don't yeah you said you don't you don't you were not damaging the bio hair by doing mm-hmm. that so mm-hmm. do you uh, um with your wig do you wear like a wig grip or i mean do you just put it on or do you do tape or mm-hmm. how do you how do you adhere I tested your wig? it different ways when I first got it. So I tried it without the grip, and I think my head's just a weird shape, to be honest. So without the grip, it still feels secure, but I wanted to be able to do that head flip thing, you know, where you flip your hair and head bang, right? And I couldn't do that. The wig just flies right off. Um, so <laughs> I did test different types of grips, so I'm a little bit nuts, right? Uh, when I was first wearing poppers, I had gotten a bunch of points on this one website, so I could get a bunch of free stuff, and I bought, like, three wig grips. I didn't have a wig at the time, so I don't oh. know why I got them, but <laughs> they were free, so I yeah. got wig grips. So when I got this wig, the wig grip it came with just didn't work for me, which was a real big bummer. You know, you just you, you expect it to work, but it didn't, so I remembered I had these wig grips stowed away. So I am wearing one right now. It's all just velvet with a small section that has, um like, lace, so that way it can line up with the actual lace portion of the the wig and it keeps it very secure it doesn't move around i can headbang if i wanted to there's wind it's not gonna oh okay (laughs) okay i think that's what a lot of people think about with like wigs and even toppers because toppers usually have clips Mm -hmm. and things like that but i think people Mm -hmm. are like is it gonna just you know you get into a convertible and the wind's going is it gonna fly off of you and it's like no it's it's been super windy (laughs) here where i am it's been just very cold and so i have tested it i've gone to a bunch of different stores and there's just wind and yeah it hasn't flown off yet so i'm doing something yeah (laughs) so yeah so folks listening i mean yes you got to learn how to adhere you know your toppers and your wigs but if you do it right it shouldn't be coming off now mind you i don't know if i would suggest a roller coaster i mean you really need to make sure that grip is holding yeah (laughs) i wouldn't touch that either (laughs) yeah wait I think we've all seen the video where like someone, I think I've seen a video where someone was on a roller coaster and her wig came off. Yeah. You see the hair flying. And then I saw, (laughs) yep. And then I saw one, a girl was at a water park and I don't know why she was wearing, but God love her. I mean, I mean, I understand. She probably was like, I want to look good still at the water park, but she Mm -hmm. was going down the slide and she was like, you know, had her arms across her chest, which you're supposed to do. And then that wig just went, Mm -hmm. you know, off. Bye-bye. Yeah. (laughs) So probably water park, roller coasters, maybe not. Unless, like, mm-hmm. If you're bonded, yes. But if you're taped or gripped yeah. or no, no, do something different. Wear a hat. Yeah. Even then you have to hold the hat on. Well, cool. Well, I mean, anything you want to ask me or talk for nearly an hour. So uh, anything, <laughs> well, anything you want. I'm real curious about your bonded system. I know when you had mentioned it, I had heard it when your podcast, I thought I want to try that, but I just, <laughs> I feel like I would, uh, I'd be a little bit frustrated with it, not being able to just easily, you know, take it off like I can with my toppers or wig. But with you, mm-hmm. how have you really, how did you transition into that like mentally and, and how did it all go for you? 
So I, like I said, Lisa, who's the owner of Cure Hair Solutions, she and I've known each other about 20 years. And I started just kind of doing all the alternative hair stuff, trying to figure out different things, right? So she went through this whole journey with me. And I think I was in toppers and Mm -hmm. at this, like a nice real topper. And she, she has been always exploring different repair um, options for her clients and for herself. And so she had come across, um, it's a Chait's Autogatsi, the CNC. And she was washing my hair and she's like, and at this point with the toppers, right, I'm taking them on and off. And she's washing my hair and she's like, hey, you know, would you want to try, you know, this bonded system? And I was one, I was like, wait, it's way too expensive. And two, I was like bonded. Like the idea of bonding, I had a real issue with it. Like, because at the point you bond, you're pretty much saying, yes, I have hair loss. This is never going to improve. And I just need to move forward the end. And I don't think I was there yet, you know, and that was probably like four years ago. So with that, I just was, I was resistant to it. And then she had a trainer come down and and Lisa also has hair loss. And so I went to, she did a demo at her studio and first she took off her toppers that she had been wearing. And so I saw how much hair loss she had. And I was like, oh, cause she also has androgenetic. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I saw her get the system on and, you know, it took a bit. It did take a bit. The bonding, you just have to make peace with your hairs never growing back. And I think that when you have hair loss, there's always still a part of you in the back of your mind that thinks maybe. Maybe my Mm -hmm. hair will come back. Maybe, you know, I don't know if I want to shut the door here on this. Because with bonding, with any bonding, you know, there is, you are committing. You're basically saying this isn't going to improve. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, my, I've still just had continuous hair loss. And, um, so yeah. So, I mean, it got to the point where I just, I had already bought bags of hair and I had already, you know, like you said, invested so much in hair. And I just wanted, I just at the point when I saw it on her, I just, one of the things, like I said, I mentioned, I love ponytails. I love Mm -hmm. ponytails. I love a high bun. I love them. And I always wore them. And then I couldn't wear them because when you put your hair Mm -hmm. up, even with extensions, you'd see tapes and wefts and whatever. And Mm -hmm. I just, I never wanted people to know I was wearing hair. So it's like, well, I can't do that. I can't wear a ponytail. I can't wear a bun. So with this system, I can. And for me, that was important. I know it may sound shallow. We're like, oh, she got, you know, she's got this really high end premium system because she Mm -hmm. wants, you know, ponytails and buns. But it's no, it's more I wanted to wear my hair like I used to. Mm -hmm. That's how that's what it was. So now like now I'm okay with it. Now it's bonded and I feel really good about it. It's beautiful hair. I've got my old one on right now because I, I have a brand new one that's really long, but we had to take it off because she wanted to do a keratin treatment on it. But mm-hmm. I love it. It's long and it's like big pony and, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I just, I love it so much. I love it so much and I can't wait to get it back on. But, um, but it did, it, it's, it's a, it's a hard move. And some people are, you know, and she does tape like for some of the systems, like the same system. She'll, some people tape because they just, they don't mind taking their hair off and they'll mm-hmm. tape it and it's, it's perfect to your scalp. I mean, it's absolutely perfect. I mean, it's mm-hmm. perfect hair. But yeah, I mean, I still, like I said, you know, like I pointed out when I wasn't bonded and I had to see my bio hair, I still, it just really depressed me. There's something about bonding and there's something about bonding and wearing hair from the top that for some reason is still a a thing. Like Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, 
you know, it's not like extensions. It's like, oh, so you're wearing that because you have to wear that. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, I am. And yes, I do. But, but yeah, it, it was hard. Going into bonding was hard because then it really, like I said, it was just committing to, I'm not, my hair's not coming back and this is where I'm at now. And so I had to kind of almost mourn it again mm-hmm. uh, before I, before I bonded. But at the same time, I'm lucky and thankful that I had a solution that, that fits me and makes me feel so much better. And like you said, it gives me confidence. And, you know, for me, it's like 10 years younger. Like if I didn't have my hair, I'd look so old and I'm like, I'm not old in my <laughs> mind. So I don't know, kids, um, what we're going to do here. But um, it just, it, yeah, I mean, it, it just made all the difference. And mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful that I had her and I'm so thankful that I had the solution. I, I'm just so thankful that at the point in our lives that alternative hair is more discussed. I'm thankful for the African-American women who kind of paved the way mm-hmm. with alternative hair and extensions and wigs. And, you know, they were, they've been doing this for a long time and just been embracing it. And I'm thankful for them because the rest of us have just been kind of hanging out over on the sides like, oh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's still but it's still hard. You know, it's still like I said, you know, you could hear it when I was like, yeah, if I dated, I don't even know. I don't know how that conversation would go. Like, so mm-hmm. I still haven't even resolved things and you know I it's just like for everybody listening it's just still a journey it's like every day Mm -hmm. is still kind of a thing at the same time when I can wear a great ponytail or I can put that high bun up or I can now show up on because I have to now do reels and stories because (laughs) I'm doing I'm doing social media strategy and management and it's like I can't tell my clients to do that and I'm not doing that Mm -hmm. like you know ma'am so, you know, it, it gives me that confidence to show up because there were, you know, I just remember looking in, and I've talked about this. I just remember looking in the rearview mirror on a sunny day and just seeing my entire scalp and mm-hmm. how devastating that was to me. And it was one of those things that now I look back, obviously people saw that my hair was thinning. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't there. I just maybe didn't notice it as much, but they did. And then that makes me almost feel a little embarrassed, like, oh my God how long was this going on? But, but yeah, so it just, it really was a journey, Blair. It really was a step to get to bonded, you know, and it may be, you may, you may end up at bonded as well somewhere down the road where you're like, you know what, I just want to get up in the morning and have Mm -hmm. my hair and look great and move on and not deal with the styling. But at the same time, sometimes I see you guys in the wigs and the toppers and there's so much flexibility and like, especially to wear like a cool color, especially to wear Mm -hmm. like a cool color or new cut. There's almost mm-hmm. been times where I'm like, hey, maybe I should put a wig on top of my CNC <laughs> just to wear something fun. Right. But, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, I, I still, I still, I still go through it too. But the bonding, mm-hmm. like I said, for anyone who chooses to go bonding, it is a commitment. But the one thing I will say with this system, I didn't have to shave. And mm-hmm. so that made it a bigger thing for me. Like some bonded systems, different, different manufacturers, you have to shave underneath. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that would have been very difficult. Mm-hmm. I think I would have had a real problem with that. So luckily I didn't have to make that choice with this. Yeah, I think that's something you're way ahead of me in terms of ownership. <laughs> yeah. I still struggle. Don't worry. I'll keep sharing that. But that, that's something wrong. People <laughs> need to know, you know, you, you think getting into hair, it's going to fix everything. And I have women who tell me I'm buying a hair piece. And, you know, I always tell them, send me pictures. You don't have to share it on your public feed, but send me pictures. I would love to see, you know, and, and help you out with it. And some will tell me, you know, it's not working for me. I think I'm going to sell it. And I always tell them it's not always perfect out of the box. And it's not always going to be easy right away. I think it took me 
almost the full six to eight months to get used to wearing toppers. And I went through four different brands, three or four different brands before I found what worked for me too. And before I found what type of blending worked for me and, you know, putting my toppers on with Velcro or the grip. I mean, I, I try different things with them. So it's not always an instant fix for one mentally. And it's not an easy fix. Also, when you just want to throw it on and expect it to be good for you, that's important for people to realize. But I think once they take that step to buying the alternative hair, it's a step in the right direction to making some sort of level of peace with the hair loss and, and reaching a, a better level of acceptance. So that way they can start going through that journey. And it's not a straight shot either from feeling crappy to feeling great. You know, it, it's it's all over the place. It's back and forth. I mean, like I said, last week I was feeling awful about my bio hair and, you know, it was just the worst thing I thought ever. And I was super upset that like, why couldn't I enjoy it when I had more? You know, so it, it's never a straight shot either. There, there's regrets that we'll have and, and we'll feel bad about it and then we'll feel great about it. So it's important to know that that alternative hair only helps as, as giving you a solution, but it doesn't fix everything. You know, you still have to do the work and, and put in the mental effort and, and try to find that level of peace that works for you in this, this journey. Well, and I also think just like you said, just taking it right out of the box and putting it on your mm -hmm. head, it may not look right. Mm -hmm. If you bought, a, a, let's say you're just exploring alternative hair. If you buy an inexpensive synthetic, mm -hmm. it may not look good. And then that may cause you to think no alternative hair will look good. Mm -hmm. And that is not true mm -hmm. because there are, there are good synthetic pieces. Like you look for an HD that, ha that can, you know, deal with like the heated treatment. But yeah, if you went to like a natural hair, a real hair, you're probably going to be happier only because it's real hair. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So like, let's say I remember that very vividly now that I think back, like I bought, I think my first toppers were synthetic and I remember I got them and they were shiny, right? Mm -hmm. So then I'd have to look to see how do you take the shine down? And that really is one of the big things is the shine that mm -hmm. does look unnatural. It does. And it can cause people to be like, what is going on with your hair? It doesn't, it looks almost mm -hmm. like plasticky, right? So I think you can do like a dry shampoo or a baby powder to kind of tone down the mm -hmm. shine, but that also can break your spirit. If you get this synthetic, it, it also doesn't maybe look entirely natural with its color. It isn't shaped like to a cut you would normally wear. It is shiny. Like, I just want people to understand those things don't keep that, don't make that don't have that keep you from looking for other choices because mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. there is a reason why I have a bag of hair. It's actually <laughs> a box. It's actually a box of hair. It's downstairs in the basement, but there's a reason why is because mm -hmm. I went through all of that. So mm -hmm. yeah, they very well may have gotten a synthetic. It doesn't look right. They don't, they're brand new. They don't know how to style it. Mm -hmm. They don't know they need to style it. They don't know maybe they need to get someone to shape it. So don't don't hold that back guys from getting alternative mm -hmm. hair you said you went through different things as well and you're not mm -hmm. done you'll still keep looking and finding different things and mm -hmm. you know what works for you and and that's why you will also see some people selling the hair that they bought because mm -hmm. it didn't work for them but it may mm -hmm. work for you so that's also a good resource is sometimes you'll see someone selling something and you can maybe get it for a good price but mm -hmm. i do think that there is it is valuable to invest in the hair 
because mm-hmm. you do wear it every day. Like you want to be able to wear it every day and feel good. So, you know, I have my, I have my, you know, I would always probably be like, look at natural, look at real hair toppers, look at a real hair wig versus synthetics because the synthetics are just hit and miss, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. But well, yeah. with the human hair too, you know, not, not every brand's created equal. And when I first started in toppers and I'm glad this didn't sway me from, you know, diving more into different brands. But when I first bought my first topper, it looked great out of the box. I, I went to go get it cut, but as soon as I washed it, it was game over. You know, the texture oh. didn't even match my hair. The color didn't even match anymore. Um, and so that was really difficult for me. I tried to make it work as best I could. And then I started finally seeing, oh, there's, there's different brands. They're more expensive, but I think if I could make this one work and, you know, I, I realized now I could wear a topper, let me try this next brand. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to move on to another brand. Um, didn't quite work for me either, but again, that didn't sway me. I ended up looking, okay, what's another brand I can try? And once I was able to get into that third brand that I was trying that worked for me, I ended up, I the first one that I had bought and I had given it away to somebody who had needed it. And then the second one that I had bought and which was more expensive, I ended up selling it. And, you know, I, I hope it worked better for somebody else. You know, it was, it was cut already. It was face frame. But it didn't work for me, but I'm hoping it worked for somebody else. So there's always the option to sell if it really doesn't work for you. But I always recommend just try it. Give it give it a few weeks if you can. If, if you know, you can't return it or if you really think it doesn't work for you, just give it a few weeks, blend it, wear it around the house because you, you never know. It, it's always hard just starting out, but not all brands are created equal. They might not all work for you, but still try it before you, you get rid of it because then you'll never know. Well, and I also think, that as you get into alternative hair, you start learning the lingo, right? Rami mm-hmm. hair and all the different things and color treated and, and virgin hair and processed mm-hmm. hair and unprocessed hair. And so like that, probably that first topper, yeah, you washed it and then it just kind of went wonky yeah. on you. <laughs> it probably had to do with how that, how that was it's treated. silicone treated. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can impact it. And you know, mm-hmm. you have to wash it guys. Like, <laughs> at some yeah. point you have to wash it. But yeah, there are, there are, there there is a reason why things are expensive and there is a reward. It's kind of like whenever I would buy a really expensive like purse mm-hmm. or shoes, I would do like cost per wear. So be like, okay, this is whatever X amount of dollars. If I use it 300 times, then it's like 50 cents a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you think <laughs> about your hair, if you think about your hair and you invest in that hair, I would break it down to cost per wear like that's what I do for the CNC because it is a premium product and it's expensive but then I think of cost per wear and I think of my own like how I feel about it Mm -hmm. that makes it easy and so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean there's like there's expensive wigs there's expensive toppers Mm -hmm. there's but there's also good mid-price things Mm -hmm. um yeah cost per wear people it will always Mm -hmm. help you cost per wear because your hair you wear every day your hair, people notice and not notice, right? They notice yeah. you have hair, but they don't notice you're wearing hair. They don't notice subtle differences, which kind is great. But it's an investment. It's an investment. It's. Yeah. I think it's a good investment, especially if it makes you feel good. And I think if it moves you forward in your hair loss journey, that's, that's even better. And also baby hairs for the win. You yeah. always want to, the baby hair, yep, yep. <laughs> so you have a, a topper, a wig, um, or like folks, there are people that don't have it like with, me, I have the CNC, but I, I have a natural hairline, so that's why we use my natural hairline. But if you don't have a natural hairline, they cut in the baby hairs to create mm-hmm. the hairline. You know, folks, if you're taking something out of the box and you're putting it on your head, remember, try to get someone to cut in some baby hairs. That will soften mm-hmm. the hairline, and that honestly will trick the eye. 
Because mm-hmm. sometimes a hairline, if you pull it right out of the box and plop it on your head, the hairline might be the thing that gives it away that you're wearing. That's what usually when someone says they look wiggy, that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's the it's the it's the sudden like that front hairline, hard line. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And that's what always would get me even with certain toppers. I'd put them on and I'd be like, I can tell the hairline. It's just, ah. So you know. That's but, why I make mine well, a little I, bit crooked sometimes and I offset it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, my hair's like got an offset <laughs> part too. The offset part works. I'm not doing. I'm not doing a Marsha Brady part. You could probably do a Marsha Brady part, right? Just right center. But mm, no, that's an aging thing. You'll find out when you get to be old like me. You'll figure out the things like do not wear a middle part. If you're older, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. No matter what you Z try to say, it doesn't look good. So, because you're a Z, I believe. So, all right, Blair. Well, this has been a great conversation. I've I've been I was so excited to talk with you because, like I said, I've been I've been I've been a follower and we've been talking a bit. So I wish you all the best and. Um, uh, I just, I just wish you all the best. And obviously you know where to find me. I know where to find you and guys, we're going to have all of her information in the show notes. And I'm going to get from her who was the yoga hair loss person as well. We'll put some stuff in the links in the show notes so that if you are trying to find resources, you're going to be able to find them. Um, so Blair, how can people follow you or find you on Instagram? Uh, my Instagram tag name is at B bears hair and that's B E E. Um, Why is it bee bear's hair? Yeah, fun thing. So uh, I was trying to be anonymous, right? And um, everyone calls me Blair Bear, right? A term of endearment. And I wanted my name to be Blair Bear's hair. Rhymes. It sounds cute together. But I was like, Blair will give it away. I was so paranoid about it. So I was like, I'll just use first initial. I'll spell it out because I think bee's wasn't available. So I was like, B-E-E. And I did debate changing it one time, but I was like, I think I'll confuse people because they know my tag name already. So we'll just leave it. I just added my name in my little description area, but it's easy to find. I used to, call, <laughs> I used to, I used to call you BB's hair, BB's hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, that's not, there's not a B, it's a B bears. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So B bears hair on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, she has fantastic stories. And do you collect your stories in your highlights? So if someone wanted to go into the highlights, they could watch stuff? Or Yes, I do. If I think it's important, like, um, you know, trying on a new topper or blending it or something I feel that needs to be talked about, I'll share them and I'll, I'll put them in my highlights. But if I'm just ranting about something crazy I'm doing, <laughs> that yeah. one usually would just disappear. But I, I do I do keep highlights there. So if anybody ever needs to know how to blend a topper or wants to know about barber Velcro or topper grip, there's there's highlights for all of that. Okay, great. So yeah, so give her a follow, guys. I think, you know, if you're in your journey or you're just thinking about it, um, I think she's a good follow. So it's great to see young women taking on and just living living your life and living it with some sense of ownership and empowerment and being like, yeah, this happened to me, but it's not who I am. So, mm-hmm. but I just really appreciate our talk today and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and I can't wait to see how he does on the cut-in. Yes, I'm excited. I'll be sharing that later. So wish me luck. <laughs> All right. I wish you much luck, Blair. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Alrighty. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening today to All Hair Life in the Real World as Blair 25-year-old and Jeannie, a not-quite-25-year-old, talked about androgenetic uh, alopecia and just our journeys in terms of hair and alt-hair and really want to just wish to all of our alt-hair warriors out there, keep doing it, 
there are options out there for you. Reach out to both of us and we will help you as much as we can. So have a great week and there will be another podcast next month. Have a great day.